They have been featured on national media like The Today Show, The View, CBS, CNN, The Huffington Post, and Time Magazine, just to name a few. They have performed at the White House, the Kennedy Center, and multiple major league sporting events. They are based in New York City and continue to push the limits musically as a six-man a cappella vocal band that only utilizes their voices. They sing original songs from traditional Jewish liturgy and are internationally known for parodies of contemporary pop songs while incorporating Jewish-themed lyrics. They are 613. Welcome to St. Louis In Tune, and thank you for joining us for fresh perspectives on issues and events with experts, community leaders, and everyday people who are driving change and making an impact that shapes our society and world. The show is co-hosted by Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. Welcome to St. Louis In Tune, and we're glad that you joined us today. Lior Melnick, who is the base for 613, is joining us. Lior, welcome back to St. Louis In Tune. Thank you so much for having me, Arnold. 613, I know we've talked about this in the past, but there are a lot of new listeners out there, and I want them to really enjoy your music. Where does the name 613 come from? 613 is a reference to the number of commandments, 613 commandments in the Torah, the Jewish Bible, the Old Testament. And an additional kind of layer to this is that Six is the number of members of the group. 613, primarily a reference to the number of commandments. And you guys are even so popular, you're going to be going on tour, I see. Yeah, we are very blessed to have a busy schedule of performances around the United States. Uh, occasionally, we get to travel internationally as well. But it's really very wonderful that we're able to travel and bring our music to new communities. Let's talk about this last version that you put together for Hanukkah, the Erolution uh, of Taylor Swift's songs. It's the Hanukkah version, and you've done some West Side Story, West Side Hanukkah Story, Star Wars Hanukkah, Bohemian Hanukkah, Hamilton Hanukkah, Police Hanukkah, Elton Johnica, all of What was this process like? Because 14 songs? Wow. Yeah, it's very different than the usual creative process for these videos. For starters, we had this idea about a year ago as Taylor Swift tour was about to kick off and it was starting to generate a lot of buzz. And we saw that she was calling it, you know, the eras tour and with a focus on going through her various eras. So that gave us the idea right away already a year ago that this was something that we should start planning for. We knew she was still going to be as big as any other artist on the planet. Uh, at this time this year and that it would be really a, a tremendous undertaking for us to put together a medley of songs that would showcase her evolution of her music and we of course called it an Erolution as a nod to her naming her tour the Eras Tour. And so it started a long time ago. We really started in earnest with the actual planning for this over the summer and 
that included a brainstorming of songs, a lot of research actually, looking at the charts and seeing which of her songs were most popular, have been most popular over the years. Some of the ones that we thought were definitely going to chart up there because of our own opinions weren't necessarily in the top 20. And we also knew that to not make this a 10-minute long video, we were going to have to be painfully selective with the song that we were going to choose. And once we had this kind of first round of here's the kind of top 20 to 30 songs, the next thing was to workshop different lyrics for those songs. It's a complicated thing coming up with 14 different, it ended up being 14, but with different lyrics and rhyme schemes to different songs that have different meters and, and different takes and all kinds of different parameters. And we weren't sure which ones were going to be, we're going to have lyrics that would fit as well as we wanted them to. And so there were a few that we developed lyrics for. I think we ended up developing lyrics for about 20 songs. Wow. And only 14 of them made the, the final cut, which means that six of them, either our lyrics weren't that great or we felt that they were repetitive on another song, either from content or rhyming or whatever. And we narrowed it down to 14 through looking at kind of the best lyrics that we had. And at that point, at the same time, also our director, Mike Boxer, who is a musical genius, somehow was able to weave together the best combination of songs that would also work most powerfully as far as song transitions. And of course, it had to be in chronological order. So a lot of different components, a lot of different parts to think about here just to get to a musical arrangement of the 14 songs. So did you tell the story of Hanukkah in each song and then they were put together with the little snippets or were the snippets of the songs determined and then the story had to move through that? Yeah, this is another distinguishing characteristic from other videos where in video in prior videos where we're either covering one song or only maybe three to five songs in a medley where we're able to really tell the story a little bit more cohesively through multiple verses, the kind of the verses build on each other. This verse talks about that part of the history and then this verse talks about present day, et cetera, et cetera. Here with 14 songs, we weren't really thinking that it would be a, a story arc that passed through all 14. And so we really felt strongly that they all needed at, a, at, at the very minimum, to stand alone as concept. And that also, of course, really limited what we were able to do and made it much more challenging, ultimately also much more rewarding to work out the lyrics. You would know that in some of these cases, we have 10 seconds, 14 seconds, 18 seconds to get across an entire theme or an entire sub-snippet of, of either the Hanukkah story, the history, or the current practice of it. That's... What a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and it led to some really dynamite, I think, uh, moments within the lyrics. For instance, one of the, the last ideas that we came up with um, was for the song We Are Never Ever, uh, you know, getting back together, that, that Taylor's version. We um, started it out, we may never ever, and then we said, know the proper letters. And it's this whole very comedic take on how no one knows how to spell Hanukkah in English, there is not a definitive 
way to spell it. Some people spell it with a C at the beginning. Some people just do an H. Some people do two Ns. Some people do two Ks. People put an H at the end. Some people don't. It was a very humorous take on it, accomplished in really just very few lines. That that was a one of the things I I saw that was that stood out to me, and I think as others have pointed out, that's a, a nice humorous moment within the whole context of that. That really, I would say, makes it real to what's going on in the world. Um, so many costumes and so many. You had some background changes too. Did you shoot the entire uh, the entire video with one? costume and then you had to do it 14 different times in or in the number of costumes that you had or how did you approach that yes i'll start by saying that one of our members carl haber did a fantastic job with research and with brainstorming ideas for the costumes and the accessories and the general vibe for each of the eras we knew that in keeping with the theme of doing the eras and and making the video as dynamic as the audio, we wanted to change costumes to match the different styles, clothing styles, feels, accessories of her different eras of, of Taylor Swift artistry. And that's really what dictated and Carl put together a great game plan for us to change costumes and worked with our with our video director, David Kabinsky, on creating that vision visually. And that also included the different sets, as you mentioned, different backdrops. So we, we did film, we had a jam-packed morning of filming in this film studio. And they, there's a bunch of different rooms there with different themes. And we used different lighting. And along with the different costumes, as you pointed out, yes, we, we did end up changing clothes quite a number of times throughout that morning. And... Fortunately, though, we, we did not have to film the entire four and a half minute video in each clothing type and in each style. Gotcha. Because we knew that each, uh, you know, attire was only going to correspond with a specific era and therefore only a subset of the video. Gotcha. That makes sense. And you even threw in there uh, some Kansas City Chiefs jerseys and Travis Kelce uh, jerseys. Yeah, uh, we felt it was topical, and um, <laughs> we're we're happy to include uh, lighthearted there, and which has certainly become a part of uh, Taylor's fanfare. She, we wanted to make sure that if we were throwing it in, it was really only going to be for a few seconds. We didn't want it to overshadow any of uh, Taylor Swift's work herself. She is an incredible talent and an incredible artist. And we wanted to keep the focus, of course, on that. But given the opportunity to throw in some extra humor and given that we were able to track down a whole lot of Chiefs gear, in large part thanks to one of my coworkers who is from Kansas City and a big Chiefs fan. So we definitely wanted to do that. There you go. Now, I can imagine just the filming of that. You mentioned one morning doing that. And you mentioned starting planning of this in the summertime. But putting together all the harmonies and the rehearsing of that, and I know you guys are professionals, you've worked together for a long time, but even then, you, you probably know, okay, I'm going to take this part, and there, there, folks, there are no instrumentals on this, and I just want to mention 613.com, S-I-X-1-3.com. You can go to the website and go to the YouTube channel, you can see all these things. How long does that take to get all that 
tweaked exactly like you want to do it for the recording studio? Yeah, so again, this kind of comes back to Mike, our director, who, as I previously mentioned, and it is still true, a few minutes later, Mike is a musical genius. And so it's his vision as far as knowing how to weave these songs together into a vocal arrangement that works for six voices, one of whom for much of the song is a vocal percussionist. So it's really the soloist, it's me singing bass, and then it's three mid middle voices providing the rest of the chord. And Mike's brilliant at this. He's been doing it for several decades at this point. And it's a testament to his ability to put together these vocal arrangements in such a way that they can be learned and not just learned, but also not just learned and recorded in the studio, you know, for this polished, uh, produced audio, which, you know, can also be downloaded in iTunes and streamed on Spotify and of course also the track for the YouTube video, but also something that is able to be performed live which we've now started doing during our concerts in the past two weeks. And that's also no no easy task and certainly took a lot of rehearsal for us to really be able to, to nail all those transitions. By the time, if you have to think about it at all when you're performing it, you're already, you've already lost. Because by the time you figure out, you know, the song that you're in and wrap your head around it, 15 seconds later, you're on to the next song already. And you really need to just be thinking ahead or not thinking at all and just knowing it don't, so stone cold that it, it just comes out on autopilot. So where does Lior find time as a transportation planner for New York City and then your part-time gig that you have your own photography company? Where do you find time to do this? It's a question I ask myself quite frequently. <laughs> but the truth is that this, this singing endeavor, being a part of 613, really does something for me that I don't find at my work it, and I do find it to some degree with my photography work, which I, I do on the side as well. But those are the photography and the singing. Those are fantastic creative outlets for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, my work is very analytical, which I really like. It suits me, but I also, I, I definitely need that fix having creative component in my life. And just as far as, balancing what I'm interested in and balancing what I'm what is good for me the creative side of these endeavors really goes a long way and then on the at the same time being a part of 613 is incredibly meaningful for me from the perspective of creating Jewish music and being able to inspire people being able to provide ways for people to connect with their religion, with their heritage, with their culture. And we get it to some degree. We get that kind of the appreciation, the feedback of, of just how meaningful it is for people. When we post these videos, a lot of the comments are from people who are either religiously isolated, maybe they live in a small town somewhere in America and, and don't really have other Jews in their community, or are religiously unaffiliated and we see that these are ways for them to be able to connect where they don't necessarily have other ways to connect. And we also really see it, and this is uh, a lot of what keeps me doing it, is being able to perform live for people and to visit different communities and to, to bring that music to them is so meaningful. 
both from a performer perspective, providing the artistry to people and, and making them laugh and making them feel something, but also and especially combined with the, the Jewish component, the Jewish identity component, being able to provide that for people is incredibly meaningful for me, for all the guys. And I know that it is a large part of what drives me, what drives all of us to keep doing this. That's a great answer and a, a real encouragement, I think, to people who, as you mentioned, who may be living uh, in an isolated community or city and don't have a lot of uh, contact. And this is, honestly, it's very uplifting. It's encouraging. It's educational to those who are of the Jewish faith and those who are not to understand about the Jewish culture. I, I know that you guys do things for Passover and you do things for Hanukkah and some other special occasions. Do you have a favorite, what I would call parody that has been done or a, a favorite time that when you guys get together and sing that is, has really touched you and you remember? There's a lot to choose from. It's a good, <laughs> yeah. a good problem to have. I do feel somewhat partial to uh, our most recent video just because I'm a big Taylor Swift fan myself. And I personally developed a lot of the lyrics uh, myself, um, more so than I ever have participated in the past. And like I said, it was challenging and rewarding. So definitely this has a, a dear spot in my heart. I do also really love the video that we did last year, Elton Jonica. I was really impressed. And I actually wasn't in the, the very opening shot of the video, but I was so impressed when I saw it at the end. They did it in one take, I think it's like a 30-second shot. And it's just so smooth, and I was so impressed with the vision and with the execution from the guys and from the video team to make that shot happen and all of its components. I just thought it was a really beautiful way to start that medley and that video. And I find myself gravitating back and watching that often just because of that scene and, and just because how I think beautiful it sets the tone. And then as far as Forming. Bohemian Hanukkah is still Bohemian Rhapsody takeoff there. And it's just a beat of a song. It's really three songs like put together and, and they're challenging. And so that one is really rewarding to perform. It's really very exciting and there's always always a significant wow factor from the audience. Wow, you guys are doing Bohemian Rhapsody. And and then we do it. And and it yeah, it's a lot of fun. And the thing that really just amazes me in listening is it's just not, you're just not singing lyrics and melodies and putting harmonies on there. You are doing all of it. You're doing the drums, you're doing the bass, you're doing all of the background, what I would call orchestral accompaniment. And it's just unbelievable the kinds of sounds that come out of the human voice. And you guys have really mastered that extremely well and by the awards that you guys have received and it's just i'm just always amazed and i look forward to having you email me the latest update because it's it's always exciting to listen to thanks thanks for those kind words yes acapella is, is very unique in that way and the fact that we have only six members has been a wonderful and rewarding challenge as far as being in the group because this means that, like you pointed out, we are covering, and each of the six fingers is uniquely covering a crucially important part of the quote-unquote orchestration, meaning the chords and the music 
beyond the solo, beyond the drums. It's it's a wonderful type of musical endeavor, and I'm honored and thrilled to be able to do it, to be a part of it. We've been talking to Lior Melnick. He is the bass singer for 613, SIX13.com, 613. They just completed a parody of some Taylor Swift songs. It's called Evolution, and you can catch that on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. Lior, it's always great to talk to you, and I appreciate you getting in touch with us on St. Louis in Tune. Thank you so much, Arnold. Always great speaking with you. That's all for this show, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to additional shows at stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. And please consider leaving a review on Apple or Podchaser or your preferred podcast platform as your feedback helps us reach more listeners and continue to grow. Thanks to Bob Berthesell for our theme music and co-host Mark Langston. And we thank you for being a part of our community of curious minds. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. Remember to keep seeking, keep learning, walk worthy, and let your light shine. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.